0: As the TikTok fan talk gets louder, who will take TikTok's crown? Welcome to Tech First with John Kassir. So TikTok was the mobile phenomenon of 2019. It almost had 700 million app installs and was growing even faster in 2020. Over 100 million app installs in May, according to Sensor Tower. But, of course, India happened, right? Uh, India banned TikTok and about 60 other apps from China. And TikTok lost 200 million users overnight. We've also seen in the past week and a half or so talk in the U.S. about banning TikTok from the Trump administration. So the question is, who's going to be the new youth-fueled social entertainment mobile winner? Well, one option is Triller. The app has over 100 million downloads already. And the question is, is it poised to overtake TikTok? To dive in, explain more, get into it a little bit, we're joined by Ryan Kavanaugh, who is the CEO of Triller. Ryan, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, John.
0: Hey, it's a real pleasure to have you, and this is a really, really good time. I mean, it's a weird time in kind of world history and splinter nets and apps that are being banned here and banned there, but let's start with Triller. Talk a little bit about Triller, what it is, how
1: old it is, and some of uh, what you've been able to accomplish. Sure. Well, obviously, it's been a pretty crazy, interesting couple of weeks, to say the least. But, you know, we're very pleased and when I say pleased, you know, we kind of got hit, obviously a little bit like the unknown, like TikTok did. Meaning as soon as TikTok got banned in India, we immediately became the number one app. I think actually we were the number one app in photo and video and number three of all apps in India. And so our, our volume obviously went through the roof and I, you know, our journey, it's interesting because people before this obviously used to ask us about TikTok as a competitor. Yes. And we used to say TikTok's not a competitor because you know we really don't see them as a competitor. You know, there's a lot of room in the world for short form video content. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and whether they want to admit or not, TikTok's primary audience is eight to thirteen. And so, yeah. you know, our audience is primarily that 15 to 27. It's a little bit because we we are music first and we always will be music first, and we're we're hip hop and we're rap, you know, we we're just a bit more edgy. And so It's interesting because what we point out is it's two things. One, it causes a a natural age gate. So people are always asking about age gating these days, right? (laughs) And anybody can type in a fake birth year. Yes. Eight-year-old knows how to type in a fake birth year and that's what they call age gating, right? Yes. But (laughs) the truth is that we know, everyone knows it, TikTok's audience is that 8 to 13. Our audience is naturally kind of that, that 15 to 27 and so... When we're talking to people whether it be investors or people who are interested we just say hey go do the litmus test yourself how old are your children and let's say one says what they say well i have a 13 year old and i have an 18 year old i say okay ask your 13 year old if she knows about it and what she thinks guarantee you you're going to get a visceral reaction and ask your 18 year old what she what they think TikTok versus trailer inevitably almost every time the 13 year old will be like, Yeah, I kind of heard of it. Let me check it out. And then look, like, oh, oh, I don't want to see that because we're a little, we're a little racy because RB is a little racy and hip hop's a little racy, right? And when I mean racy, I don't mean race, but you know, risque probably is a better word. But you know, if you ask the 18-year-old, they'll be like, Oh, TikTok's like for kids, that's where people dance and send videos and yeah, Triller's cool. And so we kind of so we have not paid one dollar in promotion, advertising, you know, user acquisition, none of the above. And so one of the things that we are really proud of is that our audience is organic and natural. And so, sorry.
0: No, that's that's just an interesting point that you made there. There are very, very few apps on the planet that get to 100 million downloads without any paid user acquisition. You can probably count them on a single hand, maybe two hands or something like that. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, it's something we really are proud of. And I think... It has to do with the way that, that we went about this. So when you kind of look at, at how Triller was built and what it was built upon, you know, every, I mean, you probably know this better than anyone, every social app, I mean, literally, maybe there's some exceptions, but I can't find them. They've built themselves on stealing music, like whether it was Nobody. YouTube or Facebook or, you know, even Twitter or or Snap or whoever it is. And by the way, we love all those guys. I'm not putting them down, but like, it's just par for the course. It's like, okay, if you're going to have a social network or, a, a content app, you're going to go steal music. And then eventually they're going to get, you're going to get big enough and they're going to slap a half a billion dollar fine on you and that you're going to have a contentious relationship with them for the rest of your life. So we did something very different. We went and said, okay, so first of all, we want to be music first. So we actually went to Warner's, went to Universal, went to Sony, um, which controls 95% of the world music and said, we, we, we want to have you as part of our journey from the beginning. How do we build something and build a relationship that is equally um, beneficial for you and us. We want you to be our partners up front. So we have what we call all you can eat, access to the music, and I think we're the only site that has it, and we've created and kind of coined the term social streaming. So by creating this ecosystem, what we did is we set it up in such a way that just by virtue of participating on the app, the artist gets streams and credits, and from that they get gold and platinum albums, and from that they make money. So for the labels, it became this win-win. The audience gets access to music that otherwise normally they wouldn't get because it's $2 million sync license or something. Right. And they can use it and not have it taken down the, the artists actually get their golden platinum albums. The labels get, you know, get paid. And also we became a huge music discovery app. So that plus the fact that the, I think about a year and change ago, the, the world of music. Really flipped where hip hop and rap became norm, no longer genre. So, us as a genre site where we used to say we're urban, like we're now not a genre site, we're mainstream, (laughs) you know, and
0: for a certain demographic, I'm sure, age range. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we call it a culture graphic. So we kind of coined the term and say Triller has a culture graphic and, you know, it's age range and it's gender and it's, you know, just multiple things. But so all that stuff really, I think, benefited us. And we really also focus on the user and the user experience. So about 15%. Sorry.
0: No, that's fine. Hey, you're, you're doing fine. It's all good. Uh, if I have a thought, then I'll interject. I, I, I will, since you paused anyways. I wanted to talk about the growth that you've seen since TikTok banned in in India. And so that's about 200 million users that potentially had downloaded their app and uh, fewer active users, but you saw an immediate boost right there. So there must be some overlap in your audiences if people, you know, lost their one thing that they were doing and moved over to yours. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So uh, yes. And and we actually just were discussing this phenomenon. It was something we didn't like exactly think about, but, we, we were working to launch in India in about, you know, when I say launch, we're, we obviously are in India, but to launch with an appropriate partnership and, you know, all the right kind of rules and, 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 and JVs and structures. And so we, we've we been working on this for, for quite a long time because India is probably TikTok's biggest market and an important market. So we had, I don't know, we had a number of users, not a massive amount, but we had a number of users, but we did not have an Indian kind of local concept. And so we were going to be coming out in a month or two months with a pretty large announcement around a partner and, you know, working with the <laughs> government. Because when we go into a region, we don't want to do what TikTok does. Like they come in and they bulldoze and they just say we're playing by our own rules. We like to go into a country and play by their rules. And every country has different rules. So we wanted to be culturally, you know, proper. We wanted to be politically proper. We wanted to be economically proper. So we've been slowly setting that up. When TikTok shut down, we literally woke up and 24 hours later, we were like, I don't know what it was, 40 million downloads or something out of India, you know, and all of a sudden we were literally the number one app in the category. You know, we realized something interesting, which we did, I think, unnaturally, but it happened. So on our app, you have a music and a social feed. So you can click on the top, music or social, right? And we do that to give, obviously, diversity, but it also personalization. And personalization, we like to think our tech is far superior. Than I think we know our tech is far superior to everybody else's, but part of that tech is personalization. So even though we may be very music centric in a lot of like, you know, hip hop and rap, if I'm all of a sudden looking at dance videos and I used to be a TikTok influencer and that's what I'm making, then yeah. my personalization is going to make the app act like that for me. And so it was, I think, the closest thing they had, because if they play with it for 24 hours and that's what they're looking at, the next time they turn it on, it's going to feel more like, you know, TikTok to them.
0: Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's kind of genius, because if you're kind of music first, then you've got kind of the music first experience. And if you're kind of the social first, then you've got that. Correct?
1: Correct. And, and we find a lot of these influencers, so they've been reaching out to us in the U.S. as well. They know they a lot of them are leaving TikTok, obviously, and wanting to come over to us before they, want, they don't want to lose their audience. They want to get it done before it's banned. So one of the things we're finding is that a lot of them who weren't using music because of copyright, because of issues, and because of the way that the tech worked with TikTok, when they see the ease of use oh. in our platform, where we call it the multi-camera, multi-song take, you know where they don't need to go into a professional editing room but they have all the same capabilities right on their phone they're actually starting to use music so we probably have the top i don't know 50 or top 50 of the top TikTok influencers currently moving over to us wow and, uh, either they've moved or they're moving um and we're gonna let them announce it but you know some we can say some we can't but when we onboard them you know TikTok doesn't give them like the support so we can come on and say listen what do you guys need you want to help with your brand deals our chief CMO was the ex CMO of Mondelez. And before that I had a digital Pepsi, he'll go help you with every brand deal. Like you want no help fund. You want us to give you special filters. Great. What can we do to help you? And so when they start learning and we train them like, Hey, look, you can do this with music. They're like, Whoa, we had no idea this was possible. And these are some of the biggest influencers. Like the we have the number two largest TikTok influencer who just came over, you know, and the whole list of them. So
0: Very, very interesting. Interesting. Well, Let's talk a little bit about the U.S. Obviously, TikTok is still there, but we've heard several, and it hasn't just been the administration. It's been Trump himself who has weighed in on this and said we're looking very seriously at a ban. Do you anticipate a ban will happen for TikTok in the U.S.?
1: I actually do, and it does bother me when I hear people say it's political. I mean, I'm pretty apolitical, so you know, I I can't really even... I normally don't get involved in it. I just kind of shut down. when I hear the the debates, but the, there's not only like in-depth tech reports out there, but there's people who have taken those in-depth tech reports and distilled them into kind of, I'll call it my language, layman's terms, where it actually shows you visually what is happening on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it shows you visually that literally as you're looking at, as you're working on TikTok, what's happening on your iPhone or Android. And it shows you like, okay, this is what Apple's taking. So this is the data that Apple's taking as you're using it on a normal everyday basis. And this is what TikTok's taking. And literally as you peel it back, I mean, and, and, and these are professionals do this, peel it back and show. They're like, it, it's, it's just spyware. Like it's spyware with a social media thing wrapped around it. And so I actually get frustrated when I hear people like I heard them just come out and say, oh, we 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 have a a U.S. CEO like, wait, you hired a U.S. CEO two weeks ago. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes you U.S. and having been I've done a lot of work in China in the past and having worked in China like they're not shy. The Chinese government owns Chinese companies. They have to do what they tell them to do. So for TikTok or ByteDance say, yeah, well, we don't give them any data. They're basically saying we're willing to go to jail or get killed because unfortunately, you know, the Chinese government, they admit they're communist, they don't hide it. And they basically, I I keep telling people, I'm sure that bite dances is getting a lot of, can I say that by bad order? I don't know for, for what they're saying publicly, because it demeans the Chinese government, the Chinese government makes no qualms about saying if you're a Chinese company. We have access to you and you do what we say. We are communist period. But for ByteDance to say that's not true, it almost demeans them.
0: So I'll ask you for some specifics and on the data and the the spyware applications that you're talking about. I know for instance, in iOS 14, it was pretty obvious that TikTok was grabbing the contents of the clipboard. So if you copy and paste something on iOS, iOS 14 can now show you what companies are doing or apps are doing with that. And actually a variety of companies have been caught doing that. LinkedIn was caught doing that as well. And, And for some, it might be a misconfiguration. LinkedIn argued it was a bug for others obviously it's a pretty nifty way of grabbing maybe a credit card number or whatever else you might have there but what else have you seen or heard and that's that by the way for everybody that's now gone from the linkedin app and it's also gone from the TikTok app but what else have you seen about data collection
1: well basically what at least and and i'm not a professional i'm not an engineer so but what i have read and seen um and, and heard from from multiple places is that obviously the clipboard thing you know was was a huge deal i mean any forget it, just clipboard anything you cut or copied was just being sent to, to TikTok. um whether linkedin did it also and did it by mistake i, I can't say if they did or didn't but at least I, I don't mean this good, but at least it's a us company it's not going to the government it's not going yeah. to a various source you know maybe linkedin was doing it to, to monetize which is not a good thing but um TikTok is owned effectively by the, the Chinese government. And so they're copying and they were getting every single thing you copied. Think about what you copy on your phone every day. The second thing is that they have access to your geolocated. So everywhere you go, you know, every place that you visit is being sent. When you type, at least from what I've been told, when you type, it actually reads what you're typing that's being sent to them, like on your keyboard. And so my understanding, your phone book, all the data in your phone book, the, the, the contacts and the info in the contacts, So my understanding is that the theory was that it was being used to look at the behavior of our children um, and for the Chinese government to understand that behavior and understand how to manipulate messaging on behalf of the Chinese government.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, scary if true, no doubt about that. Let's get back to Triller. You've had this massive change. You were planning to go into India a month from now or some weeks from now. Fortune favors the agile. You had a massive bump in interest and down. I'm sure you'll still go through with your launch plans. I'm sure you've also accelerated those. But you've also got global opportunities, opportunities in the U.S. and elsewhere. What do you do? Do you change your strategy right now? Do you keep doing more of what you're doing? Do you try and grow faster, uh, bring on some VC to do that and take advantage of this opportunity right now, which might be a historic opportunity to fill a void or fill a gap? What's your focus?
1: Yes, 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 and yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you know, we've been quietly, but you know, we've basically been contacted by, like I said, most of the major TikTok influencers are their reps. so we're in the process of helping onboard most of them. Some who are just, you know they they rely on this as a way of life and living. Yes, and so you know, they need this. and some who actually are like, "I don't want to be involved in a company that's dealing with that." like really, you know, are principled about it. And some, you know, who are just like, I, I, this whole thing is crazy. I just need to go somewhere. So we're focusing very much on that experience. And particularly what we found is no one's really helping them monetize at TikTok. And so what I mean is like, yeah, TikTok has a monetization engine, but there's no personalization to it. And if you look at the top, there's a hundred people on TikTok that generate most of their revenue in the U S. So from our side, we make sure that our team, which is, as I said, Bono and our CMO and the whole marketing team. I mean, they basically advise most Fortune 500 companies that at least are known on the highest levels there because Bono was the youngest C-suite executive of any Fortune 50 company. So we actually spend the time saying, okay, what is it? what deals do you have? What brand deals do you have? What what sponsorship deals do you have? That we want to help you make them better. And we found that that was never done over there. And that but just by doing that, we're able to double and triple what people were making on TikTok just by jointly reaching out and saying, "Look, Triller is going to do the following for these influencers, and add the following—you know—tools, bells, whistles. Can we negotiate a deal for them?" And so it's been a very interesting um, ride. Again, no cost to us. We don't—we're not paying um, the influencers, but we are helping them. So that's focus one. Focus two is that we've always wanted to give our users the most comprehensive set of tools to make the best content in the easiest manner and so about 15% of our audience are creators which nobody I think has ever anywhere close to that so we're we're basically always upgrading and updating the tools so whether it's a multi-take camera I mean I don't think anybody else has that where you can literally sit there and hit you know play a song and hit take one take two take video and then edit each one and then you know use the AI or do it on your own or whether it's You know, we just bought a company, Halogen, which is a go live um, app that we bought so that our users can have a go live functionality. So we're really focused on making sure that that experience and that that tool set is easy, but is very professional. Really interesting. What you're
0: basically saying is you have a creator-first attitude and that if you get the best creators on the platform, you get the best influencers on the platform, you make it easy for them and you make it profitable for them, their followers are going to come along and their followers who want to consume the content that they're creating are coming along as well. Also interesting, you said that about 15% are creators because the average percentage on a social platform, even a creation-focused platform, is like 1% or something like that, right? And then maybe 10% of of curators or something like that. But the vast majority of people, 99% are, are you know, 90% are mostly simply consuming content. Well, very, very interesting. Uh, I have to ask you, um, stupid, stupidest question you're, you'll answer today: the origin of the name. I, I, I keep thinking thriller, and I keep having the
1: song go off in the back of my head.
0: Was yeah, that anywhere in, in the thought process? <laughs>
1: definitely not the only one it's actually trill so ill obviously and and trill so it's basically a combination of the you know iller or and chilling so you got the chill and ill and it was actually we we didn't come up with the name but it was created because the app was actually originally created as a utility by two musicians who are also phds in behavioral uh psych- or cognitive uh science who wanted to be able to cut music and music videos with their tools at home rather than having to go into a studio and so it really was music first so the trill and ill came from you know basically the world of of rap and and hip-hop
0: i like my explanation better but you're very welcome to your own um thank you ryan (laughs) thank you so much for taking some time ryan thanks for having us it's been a real pleasure. For everybody else, thank you for joining us on Tech First. My name is John here Really appreciate you being along for the ride. Whatever platform you're watching on, hey, like, subscribe, share, comment. If you're on the podcast later on, please rate it, review it. That'd be a massive help. Until next time, this is John here with Tech First.